So, tonight, Canvas for Equality, absolute goddesses from this town that we're so proud to have with us tonight, our big International Women's Day headliners, the ever-powerful Canvas for Equality, their POW alumni now having done two incredible nights for us as part of Margate Festival with People Down Collective. We adore all of them here in Thanet, and it seems the world does too, as they are flying into cyber spheres with their social commentary talents balanced intersectional feminist stance and real-time, real-talk discussions around topical feminist issues. I'm a big fan. You're going to be too. It's over to Canvas for Equality. Happy International Women's Day, ladies. Hello and welcome to our panel discussion. We're Canvas for Equality and today we are going to be rounding up the POW International Women's Day Festival for this weekend. Our event is, t- is called Every Day is a Protest because for us, every day is a protest and I'm sure it is for you too. A little bit about us. Canvas for Equality is a group of eight young women. Um, we're all from the Kent and Southeast area, growing up in and around Thanet and Canterbury. Um, and we're based across the UK now as so we're all studying and working. And if some of us have flown in there, some of us haven't, but we're... Um, we're everywhere and we're doing lots of different things at the moment and we're very happy to be here today so if we want to do a little bit of introducing ourselves Ellie can you tell us a bit about yourself how old are you where are you from and what do you do hello I'm Ellie um, Els I'm 24 I'm a poet and performer born and bred in Thanet and living with my parents at the minute in lockdown um, I'm Marianne. I am a student studying in London. I also do music and um, yeah, that's me. I'm 20. Hello, I'm Felicia. I'm 20 as well and born and raised in Thanet, fashion student in Manchester at the moment. And I do a bit of art, poetry and music, basically just word vomiting into creative forms. Hi, I'm Anna. I'm 19. I'm studying marketing at Portsmouth Uni. I'm born in Canterbury and I guess like the other girls, I do a bit of sewing, arty stuff. (laughs) Hi, I'm Khadija. I'm 20 and I'm studying in London currently for chemistry. Hi, I'm Dania. I'm 18 and I'm studying medicine in Edinburgh, very far away from Canterbury. Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm, I'm 19. I'm from Canterbury, but studying biomed in Norwich. Um, I also like quite a bit of poetry as well, and very glad, yeah, very glad to be here today. Um, I'm Elethea. I am 18. I'm living and studying in London, um, but I'm from Canterbury and I paint things. Okay, so the first question is to everybody. Um, can you sum up why every day is a protest for you? How do you exercise your right to protest every day? And is that possible? Starting off with Lauren. Um, well, I think every every day, like life is full of so many standards and we shouldn't really have to live up to them. Fabulous. Next up is Ellie. Um, yeah, li- literally agree with Lauren. Every day is a protest because life's still really hard for a lot of people and yeah, we can't really give up till everyone is liberated, really. 
and Felicia. I'm so every day to protest. I said because we weren't made to live in a capitalist, restrictive society. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone's really naturally set up to survive in this world. So that's why we're all continuing to fight against it. What a great answer. Couldn't say it better myself. Uh, Dania? I think every day is a protest because people feel threatened by our presence in spaces where they don't think we should be. If you're black or if you're queer, like some people here, I think people just, it's just to them, it feels unnatural for you to be rising to the top, but it shouldn't. And that's why every day is a protest. And Marianne? Um, for me, I think every day is a protest, just trying to live outside of the seemingly restrictive normality of society. Even just trying to get out of that even in a small way feels like a protest. And that's why I've got to keep fighting. So it doesn't feel like such a feat to kind of live every day, not trying to be in the kind of normality of what um, is put upon us. Yeah. I guess in a sense, paving away for anything is uh, takes its toll, but you know, positive progress and all that. Um, Khadija. Every day is a protest because unfortunately there's still some ignorant people out there and you just never know when someone's gonna come out with a with a off the cuff thought or a feeling that kind of goes against what you believe in and goes against your identity. I think every day is a protest because not every day you're going to wake up and feel at the toppest of your tops or and you might bump into someone who is there or isn't there and you're constantly coming across different people who are at different paths in our life who are at different feelings or stages in their life so you just you can't predict what's going to happen do you want to go Alethea what's what's your protest yeah Every day is a protest because, yeah, I'm just reiterating what everybody said. Um, I don't think we're made to exist in the world as it is at the moment. And we won't stop fighting until um, it's a world that accepts us for who we are. I think being anybody that isn't a straight white old man, you know, the world as it is at the moment is not made for you. So, yeah, that's why every day is a protest. Um, until we get a hippie utopia until we get a hippie yeah. utopia that's all we want in life at the end of the day like I'm not going to lie we're not asking for much <laughs> the second question of our panel today is what does protest mean to you a little bit similar to the first question but what is a protest and in the, in the modern day is, is that um, actively going to a protest or can you protest every day yourself in some in small ways um oh well I think we've spoken a lot in in the group about kind of collective protest versus individual protest um so I think for me living with like a diagnosed mental health condition it's really hard I have OCD so every day can be a struggle I had a bit of a meltdown today before this um so I think it, it picking myself up and getting on with my day is kind of a protest against the way my brain's wired um but on like obviously a more collective and bigger scale I think the lovely thing about protests is when we join together because it can be quite lonely protesting on your own um and you might not be, even be aware you're doing it if you're doing it on your own you might just think that struggle belongs to you but actually the struggle belongs to so many people um and it's a lot lighter when we can share it so yeah 
<laughs> that was very beautiful, Ellie. I think you should write that down. Okay, she didn't know she's a poet. Um, <laughs> right. Next question. Oh, not next question. Next person, Marianne. <laughs> um, what does a protest mean to you? I think personally, like for me, a protest means kind of just when you finally decide that you're not going to just stand for things that as a child and growing up, personally, I felt like conditioned to be complicit in or it was things that I felt like I could never speak out on because I would feel alone. And it's like, okay, well, even though I am or I have been in the past, especially growing up in a like white dominated space in Kent, even though I was normally the only person speaking up it's still once you you get that going once you kind of decide like internally that you're not gonna kind of put up with those things it makes every day a protest because it's not easy and it makes you kind of you seem like the the killjoy or but I think it makes your life it makes you kind of more accepting and you can kind of accept yourself and other people start to see who you really are and then I think collectively a protest is it, it's like people coming together kind of also standing with you. And I think as you start to speak out, you start to find people that are, are going to stand with you. And that's the most like beautiful thing about it. It's like you felt really alone, especially growing up. But then when you start to meet people that are going to protest with you, not even in a, like the physical sense, but just in like a day to day, that's like a collective kind of thing. That's like my take on it. So, yeah. Couldn't put it better myself. Um, Felicia. Um, I think, oh, I don't want to be, well, actually, no, I don't think it's depressing. I think just existing is a pro, I think just existing is a protest because, you're allowed to say that. Yeah, I think that, as said before, I don't, as much as we try to, like, mould into how society wants us to be, um, like you were saying, Ellie, like, you had a, like, a bit of a meltdown before, like, do you know what I mean? That's okay. I think sometimes we beat ourselves up thinking like I need to constantly have like a good brain. I need to constantly be like, like on the ball, like wake up at 7am, go to bed at 10, have everything how I need it to be. But you're, you're allowed to have those things that make you different. But actually, I don't know who's saying it. Maybe you guys like everyone's going through it. Mm. Um, So there is a collective sense of actually, maybe let's all just, take a step back and realize that this way of living might be a bit harmful towards us mm -hmm. then we actually realize and it's good to do you mean it's okay to cry it's okay to call people out that are doing bad things I don't know if that made any sense but yeah no it made a lot of sense especially in this day and age with everything going on nobody's okay that's one thing I've learned yeah you they're completely fine they're, they're lying you know nothing's nobody is ever well I mean, it is possible to be 100% okay. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, not like, you know, I'm sure I've been 100% okay at some point. But, um, yeah, no. Very well said. Um, Anna? Uh, I think a, a, a protest means to me is uh, breaking down, like, these norms which are put in place that no one really knows why they were put in place or who put them in place or why there's this kind of thing, like, Lissy was saying you know like this thing of if you wake up at 6am you're you're living your best life whereas for some people waking up a bit later and working till later is like much better for them I think like a protest is you know it's doing something that people might go oh that's a bit strange you know like wearing your pajamas outside and it's such a like a trivial like a trivial yeah. protest mm. no, it's literally 
it's something that can be like can make such a difference to you know like, that's a protest a, a protest can be on the, the largest scale um or on the smallest scale but I think sometimes like a protest for me is just like you know going to the local co-op with my crocs on and that's okay and not being like oh my god what are people gonna think of me and yeah I guess that's my that's my take on a protest <laughs> thank you I love that <laughs> I love that also um Khadija um kind of going off what other people have said yeah. uh, I think what a protest means to me is kind of coming into your individuality and owning it yeah. I think you have to be comfortable with who you are in order to then protest for what you believe in and I think growing up that takes a lot of time because yeah. especially growing up in Kent in mm. a white um majority white area you I kind of just wanted to fit in you kind of just want to fit in and kind of go along with what other people think and do and you know that was that was my life for the longest time but um I think yeah that's the like one side of it your own personal protests kind of coming into who you are but at the same time I think protests are a beautiful way to be able to look at something through someone else's eyes and to see what their struggles are and to try and understand and help in any way possible because I think you know if we live in a world where people don't empathize with one another scary place mm. but yeah yeah no completely also like I think you get to a certain age especially growing up where we've all grown up and you realize that um trying to conform and trying to fit in with everybody else it doesn't it doesn't fill that big hole inside of you it doesn't make you feel any better and like I think yeah as you said growing up and coming like coming of age even is I think for me like is when you get to a point where you realize that it's not making you happy trying to be like everyone else and what will actually make you happy in the long run is being you un unapologetically Felicia yes no I was just going to say what you're saying about individuality I've never even thought about before but that is probably like yeah thinking of yourself is the biggest protest because mm -hmm. doing everything that everyone doesn't well not everyone but as a society the norms that we've had before thinking for yourself and thinking actually like that's not okay that is going against what people have told you to think so thinking for yourself is important I mean you don't have to learning that you don't have to trust everything that you're told or believe everything that you're told because the people that are telling you it take a look at them they're not very you know <laughs> no I literally have a post up here it says seek to subvert it's beautiful it's from a little zine and seek to subvert everything yeah Dania, Dania. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to say, like, that. Def I definitely relate to that with the individuality because what I was going to say is a protest is, like, when you start living in line with your values because they're not necessarily oh. what everyone else thinks. Oh. I feel like, yeah, it's something that I only learned like, recently because I feel like I was, like, trying to... I guess conformity is such a... Everyone's going to say it, but I guess it's relevant to everything. But like trying to conform to other people's values and like it just doesn't sit right with you. And the act of protest is like breaking free from that and being like, no, this is what I want. This is what I want to do. Like knowing that and owning that and then doing it. I feel like it's almost like protest means to like getting the success that you deserve despite everything that's put against you. Like I feel like there's always those people who just like want you. It's like a Rex Orange County so which seems stupid to like <laughs> refer to. It's like people just want to see you stressed out because they don't actually want to see you like succeed. And mm. protesting is, is succeeding despite that 
Or succeeding because of it, because it pushed you there. Mm. And I also keep thinking... Oh, sorry, sorry, I thought you... <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm finished. I was just going to reference another song, because I, I don't know why. I relate everything to songs these days. <laughs> like, there's, there's a Childish Gambino lyric, and he's like, the game ain't easy, we both deserve a bit, a little bit of time out. Like, it isn't easy. And, like, protesting is about that, and, like, saying, like, and knowing when you need that time out. I was going to say like the importance of owning it like I think that what you were saying Daniel that's so important protest is not just being like doing it and then be like oh okay sorry like uh, I didn't mean to do that it's being like yeah I, I meant to do that I wanted to do that and I'm proud that I did that yeah and it's not easy I think it's like that's why it's like a it's not one straight line it's not like a linear thing because you can own something and then it will make you feel really really uncomfortable <gasps> yes and then you go back on yourself but that's fine because you still have to appreciate that you did that, but you, it's just not, you're not going to be there and then stay there. So it's like, you know. I think if you haven't had somebody disagreeing with you, if you haven't had somebody telling you that you're wrong or telling you that you, you don't deserve to be occupying a certain space that you're clearly occupying unapologetically, then it isn't a protest. If you're not having some form of backlash from <laughs> anybody, then it's, then it's not working because you know, people don't, or, or, you know, unless you make people listen to you, that's, that's, protesters, for, for me, I think a last form of, not a last form of resort, but. No, in a way, yeah, I agree. A last form of resort when nobody will listen. So, yeah, yeah. anyway, I feel like somebody hasn't spoken. Lauren. Uh, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that kind of how I see it is it's not existing just to make other people comfortable. Like, mm. it's important to, it's bringing up issues that people don't think about because it doesn't affect them necessarily but we're not like we don't exist just to be comfortable like you need to bring up these uncomfortable things and um speaking out for people who don't necessarily have a voice but then also going the other way and like speaking up for yourself and kind of it can be something so tiny but if it makes your life better without hurting anyone else like that's so important and I think that you've got to kind of look at it in both ways and like the individual and then in the wider scheme of things. And like, if you have a platform like we do, then you kind of have to use it to help others. Otherwise, what's the point of having it? Sort of head nodding. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah, so yeah. good. Everything, I'm just slightly speechless because couldn't couldn't say it better myself. I was just going to say like, you know, it's like when oh. you open the door to somewhere, it's like, you don't shut it behind you. Like you need to leave, leave it open for everyone else to succeed with you. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That is adorable. Get, get that in a song. Oh, you know what is a protest though? Acting like the main character in your own life. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. You've you got, got main character that, energy. Yeah, that you mm-hmm. deserve to be there. You're not just living in everyone else's world. Yeah, well, you are, but you you're deserving of being here. Basically, not yeah. living in people's shadows. Yeah, that's oh. that was put a lot better than us. That's it. The shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Um, so, what was a protest that has shaped you, personal or political? This, I'd like we. I'd like to open up. I I might just start off by saying, as a collective, we are all here because of the Black Lives Matter protests within the summer. I don't want to say the Black Lives Matter movement because that's been going on since 2013. There's nothing new, but... Even before, way. Even before 2013. Like, it's been going on for years and years. So, um, but 
um, with the murder of George Floyd, we felt like we had to do something bigger than we, um, well, more than more than just posting a black square on Instagram. And um, us coming together was the manifestation of all our trauma and needing to get that out. Um, so yeah, for us as a collective, um, we exist as an extended form of a protest um, and a vehicle for change, I should hope. So yeah, start, uh, anyway, going off of that, um, Marianne, or Lauren, Lauren's got a hand up, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. I just wanted to follow on from like us existing as a collective. I think that even that in itself is a protest, a form of protest because it is a platform. We have a platform of really unique young women and that is something that some people necessarily wouldn't want to see. And if we can exist like this in this space, then we're protesting kind of all the years where this wouldn't have been possible, I think. Mm. Um, and then that's kind of like a personal protest, but also goes into the political as well, I think. Anyone else want to follow on from that? Yeah, I'll... Um... <laughs> follow on from Lauren yeah I think that um I said yesterday when we were kind of speaking about this answer but just the fact that we are able to be a collective is something that I probably would not have believed prior to this like last year like I just don't think it would have been something that I thought would have been able to happen and I think since we came together and since you know the whole world was so moved like and just I, yeah, words don't really describe how um, I personally felt um, when it came to the death of George Floyd, but it obviously has created something amazing in the fact that we're able to come together and be a collective and continue to fight for change. And um, yeah, so that's a per like a big protest that has affected us all. Um, and I think there's a change that I feel like it is more of a safe space to feel like we can speak about these issues where I didn't think that there was space to do that before. And that is important and something to kind of make sure that we we continue and that, you know, the people after us feel like can also speak on stuff because it's important. And I just didn't think that that would be possible. Even in 2019, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, so yeah, that's all I wanted to say on the back of what Lauren said. Maz, I really want to hear you talk about your personal, like with your hair, I just love it. Oh, what, my personal project? Yeah, I just think it's beautiful. Yes, so when we're doing a run-through, we did one personal and one political protest. So if everyone... Because it inspires me. Yeah, Marianne, yeah. Tell us about a personal protest that you... Well, I guess I'm protesting right now then. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, yeah, um, literally my hair battle has been like an inner... I'm still protesting. It's not, you know, solved. I'm still struggling with it. But um, kind of growing up with Afro hair in a, a very white space where I didn't feel like it was beautiful. I felt ugly. And that was something that I felt day to day from, you know, from going to school until about year 11 or year 12, where I kind of did start to wear my hair out. And even though that seems like such a very small thing to somebody who maybe doesn't have hair that looks different to the kind of um, Eurocentric standards, it can be a very big thing, especially in a space where you're made to feel like a spectacle or ugly or this or that. 
Um, so wearing my hair out in an afro definitely is a protest that I still have to force myself to do. I was literally saying to Elethea today um, that I still feel like sometimes it's a constant battle of not feeling completely like happy with how it looks, but actually that's not because of my thoughts. That's just because of what's been projected onto me. Um, and that's like definitely a big personal protest that I'm continuing to have like throughout my life. And I'm sure that a lot of people in like a lot of us can relate to that because a lot of us have Afro hair as well. So yeah. Um, what you're saying about um, it being a reflection of what has been put on us in like our entire lives. When I think about the fact that you're saying that you began to be able to feel like you could express yourself the way that you have been born naturally at the in, in year 12 and 13. And then how many years ago was that? What, like two, three years ago? Yeah, uh, like 20. You, know, you cannot expect an entire lifetime of prejudice that has been projected onto you by the world around you to dismantle itself in a matter of years when it's been absolutely forced down you and, and it still continues to be. It's like, it's something that you have to come to terms with either on yourself, but it doesn't make it easy when the entire world doesn't show that show natural black beauty as a beauty norm or a beauty standard in today's society so I think one thing I've I've learned is allowing yourself to, you don't need to question whether you love yourself question your self-worth based on whether you have a day when you feel like oh you know what today I really want to straighten my hair I really wish I could do this I really wish I could do that that's not a reflection of you and your strength as a person. It's a reflection mm. on everything around you and it's not going to disappear in a couple of years. Um, but yeah, sorry, Felicia. I was just going to say as well from what Maz was saying, like that's why I think you can feel hard on yourself sometimes. Like, am I doing enough? Like, am I actually exercising my right to protest? But like mm. actually sometimes, do you know, like every time you say that, Maz, I'm like, wow, like actually just existing as a black or like woman of colour is a protest and like even just like queer woman like being a woman or being a woman is such a protest because if you're if you're being authentic for yourself um like that is sometimes so offensive to some people do you mean like that is to some people that is they that just pisses them off um so yeah that's what I said back of that but a personal protest for me as well is like similar to the whole being a woman thing I think as well just being able to say no I'm learning to say no in situations that do not benefit me or my mental um and with body hair that sort of thing being a woman my no my parents have never ever been like oh Felicity you should shave but people have been like oh like you're a girl like your legs are a bit hairy aren't they and it's just like no I think just allowing anywhere on my body to look however I want um I'm just learning just do whatever makes me feel happy pretty much and that's yeah that's, that's my vibe <laughs> um Dania tell it or Anna um I think uh again like I think the black obviously the black lives matter uh, protest in the summer shaped everyone because we came about that but I think you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a white person. I've, I've never experienced discrimination because of my skin colour. And I'm so grateful and lucky that that is a thing. And I think because you don't experience it, you know, I'm not thinking about it on the daily because, I, and yeah, it's a weird thing to say, but I think that the protests really shaped me because 
it made me realize that you know what you need to be thinking about this on the daily like you are so lucky that you're not you know walking down the street and going oh my god or like experiencing some of the things that you know people like who people are experiencing and I think it, it made me realize my privilege and realize that I really need to start speaking up and chatting about this um you know when I first joined this collective I was thinking oh god you know like I'm a, I'm a white person, you know, and I'm joining some sort of like uh, canvas for equality. And I had a panic. I was thinking, you know, I, I, you know, I wanted, yeah, I had a panic. And then I was like, you know what, it's just as important to show everyone that you need to speak up, whether you're being affected by it or not. Like that is so important and normalize chatting about it and normalize. If you're in a group, if you're like in a group full of white people and someone says something, you're like, no, that's not okay. Just because there's not someone who you're discriminating against in the room doesn't mean that someone shouldn't speak up about it. So that was something that really shaped me was that protest. It was a real turning point for me to go, you know what, I'm not having this. <laughs> I'm not being this silent person anymore because, you know, my friends are being discriminated against and that affects me deep enough, whether it was, even if it isn't me being um, discriminated against. So, yeah. Thanks so much for that. Really yeah. Yeah, positive allyship is something that we all need a little bit more of yeah. day to day. Um, and you are such an integral part of our group. Yeah, um, it's that you. Yeah, it's like it's that you care. Like empathy is the most important and powerful <laughs> thing. You don't need to experience something to still care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. back to that empathy sort of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, moving on. Um, Daniel, tell us a little bit about a uh, past protest that has meant something to you. I'd say, I guess for the personal protest, like on the opposite side, like covering my hair, because it was quite a big deal. I just sort of decided one day, I make a lot of my decisions just waking up one day and doing them. So like I chose which you need to go to, I just woke up and I was like, I'm going to go to Edinburgh and I stuck with it. But like, I just woke up one day and I was like, I want to wear a scarf. And I did. And it helped me connect a lot more with like my culture and my beliefs. But it was quite difficult in the sense that like people will always view you differently when you make such a drastic change. And it really helped solidify my identity because I was forced, because I was questioned all the time. So then it helped me really realise where my values are, what my belief systems are. And then that really shaped me. And then I guess in a collective sense, I, I guess I really relate everything to wanting to relate back to my culture. So I'm Sudanese and like, I'm not sure if you saw on the Instagram, but me and Khadija okay. made some videos about it. <laughs> and I think those protests really shaped me because like the idea of protesting and like the principle of like fighting for your liberties and your rights is so ingrained in Sudanese culture because we've had to do it for so long. And then that history has been passed down to me through my parents and like my mum's family, especially is extremely like politically active and have had to like go into like political exile. So then that sort of, sorry, this is quite grandiose, but like that sort of background and backup has made me like really fire charge to just like protest wherever I can and to make sure that I'm really honoring my ancestors in that. Oh, I love that. That was really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, Khadija, 
um, as Daniel's fabulous partner for the video that she just spoke about. Um, let's go to you. Um, tell um, us about, yeah, tell us about a process that shaped you, personal or political, can be ongoing or something in the past that maybe has carried on. Okay, um, so I guess like for, in terms of a personal protest, objectively, it's not it's not particularly a protest. So, but in it can sometimes feel like a protest in that being a black woman doing a STEM subject and hopefully trying to get a career in a STEM subject. It's it feels it feels like a protest because you see very little people who look like you throughout. So. In my university, for example, I've never had, or not that I know of, I've never had a black lecturer, uh, male or female. And then even so, when you go one step down and look at the lecture hall, there's very few black women specifically in the lecture hall. And so when when you see, when you don't see someone that looks like you um, in a field that you wanna hopefully go in, it does feel very alienating and almost as if you're going against the grain feels like I'm not meant to do this. I was not born to do this. I should go and do something else. And so I think it's, it's a problem with representation that definitely needs to change, but it does feel like a, a protest day in, day out, going going to your lecture halls, going to your lectures and everything. Um, but yeah, and I guess in terms of collective protest, I think I can't agree more with everyone here. Um, and what they've said about canvas for equality and how it came about. I think, I think as well the the response that canvas for equality got, all the positive responses um, so quickly as well, was definitely very warming to see. I think it it shows that you're not alone in the things that you stand up for, as I think Marianne said earlier, mm. and. Um, I think that it's kind of a propelling factor to encourage you and other people and the people around you to kind of stand for what you believe in, what they believe in, and to have those conversations more openly and kind of it's it's no longer this very serious conversation that people try and steer away from. It's something that you can have between your friends, um, conversations about race, for example. Um, and kind of just, yeah, talk about it, but because it's not such a scary, scary idea. It's not a scary thing. Um, but yeah. That's great. Thank you so much. Um, Ellie. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with what everyone's saying. Um, I'd say this is quite a curveball, but I, um, a protest that shaped to me was um, the 2019 um, Colombian protests, which I was accidentally there for. But I just like one of the most actually yeah, life-changing yeah. <laughs> life-changing moments actually for me was my friend. I was talking to my friend Gabo about the pro the riots and the protests, and Gabo is is Colombian, and he he like showed me a leaflet that was being distributed um for the for the manif manifestation, and um it was like I was like what because it was literally they shut they shut the country down, and it was like gay groups marching alongside black groups indigenous groups and like electron uh, like electricians and like street vendors had their own trade unions and the whole country was just so uni unionized and even though all the unions didn't maybe see eye to eye and um, they all they all were could be an absolute effed over by the government so despite the differences between all the trade unions um 
that they they grouped together and shut the city down now unfortunately i mean it's still ongoing and due to coronavirus they haven't i mean it's a massive it's all it's really bad over there basically but i was really inspired by that protest and the idea of um trade unions which kind of died out in the uk like we don't really we're not really unionized as a country and i think i feel that if we were unionized or more collective like collectives like this were existing then when you do want to protest or riot you can all um kind of what's the word get together very quickly um so that was that was really impactful for me because i realized oh my god like we don't have trade unions really like i should be in a bar like we should have trade unions basically um and secondly a personal protest was probably um i was just thinking about this now was obviously being with my first girlfriend and her parents um like just not accepting it and being really homophobic um and choosing to stay with that person um despite the fact you knew it was causing like them extreme pain um and like a separation from their family um that was probably the biggest personal protest I've been a part of um and yeah it just sucks but I guess love love wins in the end really Yes. Beautiful. (laughs) That's beautiful. Um, Personal protest for me, I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking, growing up in the age of Instagram influencers being a thing and kind of being a thing and that being my entire teenage years, Mm -hmm. um, for me, me, Lauren and Marianne going out on our own with a big fat camera and a bunch of hair products into the woods every weekend and doing proper proper photo shoots so that I was <laughs> amazing with our hair out we would lie on the ground and put leaves in our hair our hair was the focus of these and having people comment on my Instagram and this might sound like fragile and stupid but I'm sick of pretending that Instagram and social media is not a huge part of everyone's lives in the modern day because it is you know we're not going to pretend that it isn't having that and having and feeling feeling accepted and feeling beautiful in the same way that I felt like I was never able to be unless I posted a selfie with my straight hair having people that I never met before message me and say your hair is amazing I don't seek that validation from other people anymore but back then it meant the world to me and I think that us three as a my absolute sisters for life the three of us loving the, the hell out of ourselves and being unapologetic about it online that for me was um a, a protest that I think we we did together and it meant a lot so yeah I love that yeah. and it's so important because as well social media is so one-sided yeah um We've all got a lot to say about the next question. And also in terms of the questions in the chat box, we are, we are going to come to them um, in about um, five minutes or so. So quick fire round, as much as I would love it not to be a quick fire round and we can talk pages <laughs> about this, but in your ideal world, what would no longer be an everyday protest? Starting off with Khadija. I think being in a world where you can live judgment free and people will just you know let you live your life without questioning the things that you stand for for no reason without trying to understand why you stand for them in the first place I think that would be something in my ideal world yeah um I would say yeah something I would like to be eradicated is um having to expect empathy for people it should just be a given 
I think in a future if you didn't have to expect empathy or beg for it <laughs> sometimes yeah I'm gonna say this one because I don't I think everyone else is gonna say what I was gonna say but um on the topic of International Women's Day I think the whole concept of what is and what should be like feminine and femininity just rejecting that whole concept and just being able to exist however you identify and wear what you want and look how you want without being questioned by anybody is something that I wish was not a protest in itself personally and just for everybody um yeah that's my one Felicia off you go um yeah going off what you said Maz but yeah basically sort of around the idea of femininity just that that there aren't expectations around you coming into the world and what gender you are you know how you identify that you can just live authentically as yourself and that be okay because I just get really irritated when women get bashed for doing like living their lives the same way a man does like if I want to give my opinion or if I want to I just don't like the concept that a woman's like too much or too loud or too annoying or they're too sexual like I just want to be able to live life however you want and yeah that be accepted basically yeah I was saying yesterday, the amount of stuff that men get away with purely because they have the confidence to do it. If women all over the place had the amount of nerve and and audacity to do some of the stuff, we would be not only very rich, but very famous. Some of these guys come with stupid stuff, but they're so, they've been taught to have this amount of confidence that it gets sold and they're all millionaires. Anyway. No, no I was going to say, or oh, even you're doing the same thing, but you're being bashed for it. That's what I was going to say. Uh, Dania. Uh, I'd say like just being self-assured and like taking up space like Felicia said like being that's what I want to not be a person and also not to have to fight against structural things that mm. nobody mm. don't benefit anyone mm. apart from straight white men yeah who was who next I get I was gonna say I guess a process yeah. that I hope to get rid of is um, not being able to have discussions about things. I think, mm. I know it sounds a bit weird, but I think it's so important to have discussions about things, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, people aren't going to feel the same way, but I think ha- being able to have a discussion about it, have a chat and understand both side- points of views, I think so important. And I think that should be normalised yeah. um, to have those kind of discussions. I think that's really important. Yeah, things only get dismantled when you talk about them. And yeah. you, yeah, anyway. Um, Lauren. Well, in your, um, in your ideal world, what we never have to protest for ever again? Well, I think everything that everyone said, <laughs> I just want to, none of us have to like put so much energy into it. But I think that one thing is, is that our right to protest, we shouldn't have to be protesting that. Like people should be able to protest without being killed, without being like arrested. Like it is our human right and we should be able to exercise that. So I think that would be my main thing like being able to protest mm. really good point and that's 100 percent. i agree with that yeah, yeah me too uh, i'm okay i in the future i want reparations i want money i want um everything that is owed to us and i want to be in a world where people recognize not only that differences exist but that they hinder opportunities in people's lives and um, there's no point recognizing that some that prejudice exists without recognizing that it affects people's lives forever. It affects entire communities. It affects the entire world every single day. Um, and we need to stop acting like everybody's on a, a level starting playing field because we're not. And in the future, I want 
I want um, whoever's got the power to put everyone on the same level. I want them to do that. That's why community is so important and collectiveness. So mm. I think create, yeah, creating and uplifting the communities that already exist. Yeah. yeah. In abolition, they use the phrase, I think, like care, caring communities. Mm. Like the idea of having caring communities, I think is really beautiful. Yeah. We've got yeah. two questions. Yeah, let's shall we have two questions really quickly. Somebody wanted to say to you, you lo- they love what you said about opening the door for others and going through it first. What do you think we can all do to keep the door open for everybody? I was actually having a think about this because mm-hmm. I saw the question pop up. I think it's like acknowledging the struggles that you had to get there because you want to be transparent with anyone who wants to do the same thing. So like, I am a black woman in medical school and like acknowledging that that is difficult. You don't really, like Khadija was saying, you don't really see yourself like anywhere or as any role models and then like informing people of that being transparent and then also but encouraging people to then do that so encouraging more black women or like encouraging who you want to like more BME and women two fair women is quite there's lots of women doctors but like encouraging them to do it and like get into it and like dismantling the systems which means that they can't do it so like having more access programs for example would be one way to do that when you reach somewhere like being able to go back to the people who might be at the same point that you once were and try and encourage them yeah. and give them the yeah. like the, give them the tools that you didn't have definitely yeah. amazing oh no i was just going to say off the back of that as well that potentially um not expecting someone else to ask you back for somewhere but you yourself you can do that for people you don't need to wait for some fancy person to say, you know, can you come and speak in this lecture theatre because you once went to this school. You can go down to your local, like, community centre, library, anywhere really, hop on the internet and you can reach out to people. So you don't even need to wait for someone to do yes, it. 100%. You know. Yes, This yeah. new generation and, like, social media has kind of created a space where it seems more possible to do these things. You don't need to wait for the rich man to give you money so that you can do them. You mm-hmm. just do it. Yeah. No, because I was going to say some. Oh, I know we've got like two minutes quickly. Somebody, a guy, once said to me that really, it's really irritating when girls like talk on their stories about things because they think they're. Who the hell said that? And in that <laughs> moment, I just <laughs> thought, no, no, no. Like we all have many platforms, so use your platform. That doesn't matter if it's two people, two hundred. Like speak. And this well, is the guy on the app. So delete your dating app. Anyway, we've got two minutes. Um, <laughs> should we go for the question about? Um, how to sustain your mental health when every day is a process quickly like a quick um, from someone if they want um I'll just I'll just Go say yeah. allow yourself realize within yourself you might be feeling low it's not because the magical feeling low fairies just come along <sighs> some people of some some of us on this earth have the burden of May, of, of um, having our entire existences discussed and debated 24-7 online, in person, wherever we go, there's a top discussion about it. Mm-hmm. Somebody saying whether you deserve to be murdered for walking across the street half of the time. So this that's not going to not take its toll. I think recognising that your existence and your right to be is being... Um, like, discussed and questioned and is it right or wrong acknowledging that that's going to take its toll on you acknowledging that that's going on around you and you don't owe it to anybody to feel 100 ultimately right. like giving yourself a break as well yeah. like it's okay to have a day off. taking a down day, mm-hmm. yeah. a day off yeah. Yeah. delete it 
especially yeah when it's going round and round just to leave yeah. yeah. I was gonna say like that quote like the, the one that everyone knows like it's not a race it's a marathon kind of thing mm. so like yeah just knowing that like you're in it for the long haul like it's okay Another. you don't have to fight every battle you can Definitely. It's okay to pick What's the battles. The, we got one minute left, but I would. Yeah, I, feel yeah. like I think the I think the last. Sorry, I think the last question is a really nice one to end on. So, what small thing can we all do, um, as every day as a protest? Just speak out. Think, I'd say. Just yeah, and being out. yourself as well. Stand up for the person who's not in the room. That is my biggest yeah. thing. If even though they're not in the room, please stand up for them. Yeah. Um, and also, like, just discuss everything. Like, don't be afraid to discuss. And thank you, you pal, for staying. Thank you so much, pal. Happy International Women's Day. Yes. Yes. Thank Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah. Big love. Have a wonderful evening. Oh, women podcast. Oh, women. Oh, women. Oh, women podcast.